Anything else you want to touch on? Eric, I feel like you might have some questions. Come on, Eric, give me a question, man. Well, <laughs> heating up. You kind of you, you kind of spoke <laughs> about I'm warming up, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you heating up? I was going to say I'm interested in the Theo Ratliff thing and cuz I was going to ask like playing street ball the New York energy when when those tournaments really meant something at right. the height of that not every NBA player can necessarily make that transition because not every NBA player necessarily played on the courts especially courts in New York City you got guys who were used to playing in prep school and in a more organized kind of like environment it wasn't it wasn't this type of environment like a lot of them were coddled and stuff yeah, so yeah. it's like I'm, I'm i'm interested how often did you see that where you see nba players who are kind of like a fish out of water and really not knowing how to react or how to really you know like getting taken out of their game completely because it's one thing to play on the NBA court. And then, you know, vice versa. Some of those street players, I would imagine, probably wouldn't be able to play in an NBA game also. Because it's different, yeah. It's a different, it's a different type of game. Right. Um, I saw, we sent a couple of them home as a team. We sent a couple of guys who thought, you know, well, they are from the streets, some of them. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Steve Francis. Mm. We sent him home before the game ended. Wow. You know what I mean? There was one particular game where where he was coming and the place was packed and then the announcers was going, uh, 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 he's Franchise. here. Uh, he's here. They souping this guy up. Right? <laughs> and, and so he's, he's behind the people getting ready to come through the, the hole. And, and he got this towel wrapped around and said, like, he's the Ayatollah Khomeini, right? Oh, boy. So me, I, I'm like, yeah, let that nigga in. She was like, let that nigga in, right? And I had Lamont Jones. I had uh, I had A. Barter. I had Charles Jones. Annie Freeze. My guards, if you were a guard, like, you probably was going to have a bad day. You know, you better be about it. So they looked at Steve like food, basically. And the fans were, you know, they want they wanted Steve to bust our ass. Mm. Right. Man, my guards were taking turns on Steve Woo! Francis. Steve Francis tried to sneak out with about five minutes left in the game. <laughs> wow. And our fans was all over him as he was trying to get out of the park. And and that's a true story. All my stories are true. And I bet okay. he don't forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, just for context, this is Houston Rockets, Steve Francis, or this is New York Nick Free, uh, Steve Francis? No, Orlando no. Magic. This, was, this was Steve Francis who tore up the NCAA and then and – then, Whoever he played for in the first two, three years of his Rockets. career, that's Rockets. Steve Francis Rockets. in his prime. So this is Stevie Franchise. Yes, in his prime. It's um, handled. You know, we had other, there was other guards. You know, one time we needed to win a playoff game, and, you know, we were playing against Jamal Tinsley, Jason Terry. Mm. Charles wasn't with me anymore. He was on their, this particular team. So that was three NBA guards right there. 
and we needed to win by nine to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, because it's like that's Point. like the tiebreaker. Like, yeah. you gotta win by it was a tiebreaker tie. situation, okay, exactly. Wow. And, and you know what, Adrian and Lamont, and La, I didn't have Lamont at that time, I had Andy Friesen, I had Curtis Stinson. Yes, uh, Kurt Stinson, shout actually, out to Kurt, one of my favorites. Wasn't he um, the MVP of the G League? Yeah, he did win MVP in the G League. A couple years ago. He went yeah. to Iowa State. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was to... many years after he was with you, too. Right? Yeah. You had him years before that. Yeah, I remember him. Steve, uh, uh, Kurt Stinson uh, from the Bronx. Um, just, you know, one of my favorites, man. I love that kid. Miss him. Shout out to you, Kurt. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, you would see situations where NBA guy would come in and... They couldn't cut it. You know, it didn't go so well for him. But then you also got to see, like, especially when Fat Joe brought one one game, they were playing Murder, Inc. And Damn, Fat, even Murder, Inc. had a team? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Oh, yeah, they did. I, I think I did see that early. So guy. Fat Joe and them is there. And, that boy had a team. Huh? And uh, <laughs> what's my man's name? Ja Rule was there. Um, and Irv Gotti, you just mentioned, they're, they're people. Mm. Um, and that particular game had about 12 pros. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Joe had Kenyon Martin. Uh, uh, who was that? Katino Mobley. Remember Katino Mobley? Mobley. I used to like Mobley a lot. Yeah. Um, Is he still playing in the big three? He might. He was there for a while. Yeah, he's like the only dude with a full head of gray hair, gray, gray hair, beard, gray beard. And he's yeah, now old yeah. But that was a game where we were seeing an NBA game. Yeah, in, in 55th. Yeah. That's fire. You know, and it's hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, that that had a lot to do with, you know, if if when when 55th fell, it fell. Yeah, hard. Yeah, you know. Shout out to all y'all. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was gonna say because you mentioned uh, when you was talking about Steve Francis, you was like, "This is the Steve Francis that just tore up the NCAA," and I know you love the NCAA. And um, Steve Francis and, and Steve <laughs> Francis, okay. Um, and uh, like I know this to be your ultimate goal. Maybe people don't know. I don't know if this is your ultimate goal, but I know it's one of your biggest goals or your biggest dreams. Uh, and I, I always thought. It would surprise people because if I asked y'all, like, what do y'all think his dream is? You'd be like, probably NBA coach, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. But your actual dream was what or is what? Is it the same? Is it different? You know what I'm referring to? Um, I always wanted a coach on the college level, the ACC. I always wanted to win the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um. I, Particular interest in the ACC because they had Coach K and Roy mm-hmm. Williams and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Bayheim, you know. Before he left the Big East, I'm still mad at him for that. <laughs> um, they had, uh, you know, they got the those big name mm-hmm. coaches, and you know, Duke North Carolina rivalry is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted a coach on that level. Why that over something like the NBA? Because in college, you coach. Mm. The NBA is 
very similar to 55th. Mm. Players League. I think anybody. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of anybody's coaching the NBA. That's why people talk to me about a Phil Jackson or, you know, guys like that. And, and all I could think of is, you know, I like real coaches. I like Jay Wright. Mm. I love Jay Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. That's the Villanova know, coach, right? Yeah, the Villanova coach. He's the best in the business. Um, they ain't even close. Mm. Um, I love Riley Massimino. Do you guys know Riley Massimino? No, nah, who's I'm not that? Familiar. He was the Villanova coach before that won the '85 national championship, mm. the biggest upset in NCAA history. Wow. Um, Who they up against? They beat Georgetown, Patrick Ewing in them. Okay. Ah, in, yeah. in the championship game. I, re- I remember. Where Villanova, they say they played the perfect game. Wow. They shot like 70% that day. And Georgetown was great. They weren't good. They were great. Um, Georgetown had just won the 84 championship. Um, and, you know. Riley Massimino, the funny part is that Georgetown coach is John Thompson, um, not the son, the father. Mm. And John Thompson is one of my favorite coaches ever. You understand? Mm. Those three guys, John Thompson, Riley Massimino, and Jay Wright are the best coaches I've ever seen. Mm. And just out of curiosity, because I want to, mm. I don't even know this. I want to know like how your psyche works that tells you, like, what are you seeing from those coaches that say, like... In-game adjustments. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Things that I love. They control tempo. They always control tempo. Um, they won with less pros than, than Roy Williams and uh, Coach, uh, K, Coach K and... Yeah. You know, all these guys who, you know, are are revered. I don't know if I'm using the right word. Yeah, revered, like praised. Yeah, yeah they are praised beyond belief. And I've I seen those guys mess up championships. Mm. You know what I mean? And all I mean by that is, you know, they've had squads that shouldn't, shouldn't have gotten touched. Yeah. And, and they found a way to blow it. Where mm. Jay Wright, like, who's his pros? He yeah. got Mikel Bridges, mm-hmm. and he got Jalen Brunson, mm. right? Kyle yeah. Lowry. Lowry, yeah. Right? Um, I mean, these are not, this is yeah. not Michael They're Jordan. Not, yeah, it's not. It's like, you I know what I mean? DiVincenzo was on, Dante DiVincenzo was on yeah, that yeah. team. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. They're not Michael Jordan. They're not LeBron. They're yeah. not. They're, they're, they're basically, pros. as coaches, though, they basically maximize talent. Whereas these other coaches are fed yeah. loaded teams. McDonald's All Americans. Mm-hmm. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Always loaded with McDonald's All Americans. Yeah. Like all, all up and down their roster. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't think Mikhail Bridges was a McDonald's All American. This is the very best Villanova guys. Yeah. Not Mikhail Bridges, not Jalen Brunson. Um, I don't remember them being in the McDonald's game. Maybe, maybe they weren't. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, who's the other one? Even Chenzo. Even Chenzo. Uh, Lowry. Lowry. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, 
was a Jersey dude. Kyle Lowry mm. is very La- cerebral. He reminds me of Mark Jackson. I like Kyle Lowry. Like they, they, they are very similar point guards. Mm. You know, like their, their, their physical is regular. Yeah. But their hearts are huge, and they, uh, they understand again that basketball mm. IQ is. Phenomenal. Uh, this kid is like that too, Jalen Brunson. He scored 41 the other day. I don't know how. Yeah, he lost me my parlay. That was my 18 out of 19 leg parlay. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. He scored 41. I had him for under 30 and a half. Because I'm, you said it yesterday when I explained it to you. You was like, you lost, and all you expected was for Jalen Brunson to be Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and he puts up 41. But yeah. 41. Still to this day, I, I have to see the game. And I I would bet under 30 and a half on him every night and probably win that every night except that day. Well, especially if Luca's playing, but now that Luca's not playing, he got the green light. Yeah, well, and still I I wouldn't expect him to drop 41. He's not that type of player. You know what I mean? And for him to to do that was phenomenal. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying, um, even Riley Massimino and them, when they won, they had easy at Pinckney from the Bronx, right? Easy at they had uh the McLean brothers, Gary McLean and and his brother Dwayne McLean. Uh I don't think he was his brother, but they both were named McLean. Okay. And uh but these guys, like Easy Ed had a had a pro career, but not not like, you know. So, you know, I love coaches that really show you how they coach Bill Belichick is a real coach. Mm. You understand? Um, but most coaches, I'm sorry. I, I think I that's an I, interesting I, I, point. I don't see it. It's an interesting point because I see what you're saying. It's like on the pro level, they're paid more to pers- uh, to manage personalities. You got exactly. big egos. And like, yeah, there are some who are X's and O's and, 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 and some who – are cerebral and, and, and they make adjustments, but by and large, when you put these super teams together, right, which is the the last several 10, 15 years has been, you know, a big part of the NBA, you really want a coach who can stand up to the players, who has and command their respect mm-hmm. and stuff, and kind of manage the personalities. And that is more so, in some ways, more important because the players play, like you said, you could put anybody on the sidelines there. When you got a team with Stephon Marbury, Al Harrington, and all of these dudes, it's yeah. like it's hard to mess that up. Skip, right? Kareem Reed, yeah. Diamond Phillips, they, they had a monster. Zach, what is his name? He was from Michigan State. Zach uh, Randolph. Zach Randolph, Zach Randolph. Ooh, had a great NBA career. Yeah. Um, Nick should have never traded him. That was a bad one. Yeah, that no. There's a lot of that. You know, the NBA actually resembles 55th. That's a great analogy. They really do. If you notice, every year, teams have new coaches now. Yeah. They like saying, okay, you coach them this year. We were just talking about yesterday, we was watching, like, the Memphis and Minnesota post-game press conferences, and they showed the Memphis and Minnesota coaches, and we was like, who the hell is, like, who the hell are they? Like, we've never seen them before. But here, Memphis is the two seed, and, you know, Minnesota's the seven seed, but... uh, I was going to say, okay, so what would you say, like, at, at this point, you've you've yet to coach at the college level? So reflecting on that, what would you say is, do you have, do you, 
Have you made any mistakes along the way that you acknowledge as mistakes? Do you have any regrets along the way? Um, just something like that. Have you had opportunities? As- have, yeah, have you just not been given opportunities? Um, how do you feel about that overall? You right. know, because because you've rubbed elbows with so many people. Yeah. You know, people that many people know, very important people. Yeah. And um, so, what would you say in ter- in regards to that? Um, so, I feel I'm right where I belong. Okay. Um, God has a plan for me. Mm. Amen. I may be knucklehead and, you know, don't follow directives the way I should, mm-hmm. but um, God has a plan for me. I um, I was coaching at LaSalle High School. I that was supposed to be my first step towards becoming a Division One college basketball coach. So that's where I found Lenny Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also Ron Artest's. High school, yeah, as well. So, so I uh, and Sham God and Steve McDowell; well. these are kids who play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know Sham God, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And I see him out there now too, even on the yeah, sideline yeah, with, with Dallas. Dallas. With Dallas, yeah, yeah. yeah. After so, the forty-one yeah, by Jalen, you seen him right there. Yeah, too. he was right there with yeah, like celebrating with in him. our group chat talking about like. For LaSalle alumni, because yeah, I went to LaSalle and Lewis. a bunch of my boys went to LaSalle. But yeah, but I knew Sham God before the LaSalle thing. It was just a coincidence that I went to LaSalle, but I knew Sham God growing up as a kid. Cause, as a kid uh, in yeah. Middle East. Yeah. Um. So, so, so I get to LaSalle and, you know, I'm an assistant coach with a couple of other assistants. And the coach... Did not utilize me. Who is the coach? Bill Abra was his name. He taught me finance in my senior year of high school. <laughs> did you know that? No, nah, I did. He was my finance teacher, <laughs> and wow. he was he was Lewis. Like we I need bought, to talk more. Joe. Yeah, yeah. He was he was Lewis. <laughs> Ivan. Uh, they they we went to high school together, and they took accounting with him. Um, they took finance with him. I don't know if Ivan took finance, but I know Lewis took finance. And he also taught history, but yeah. So it didn't work out as him being a coach. <laughs> Clearly not. But <laughs> he, 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 was, he was good. He was good. He was a good finance teacher. I, I can't speak to him as a person, but he was definitely a good man. Okay. But he didn't, he didn't use me. He didn't use me correctly. Okay. He should have saw him and others. You know, there's a lot of people out there that they see and yet, you know, they might like not do. My job is to help you, to help you, to help you. If I can help y'all, I should help. If I see something in y'all, you're you're, you're cut from that cloth, though. Yeah. I'll say As like we're player cut development, from that same cloth. thing. Yeah, you know, we've we've had people along the way that's shown us that way. Right. But some people see, like you said, you see, and instead of helping, they get intimidated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they might not put that extra effort to help you get a step ahead, knowing that that means they got to step down or something, right. you know? It's funny you said that, because uh, we used to lose to St. Ray's, mm. Gary DeCesar. Now, Gary DeCesar was a hell of a um, high school basketball coach, right? 
he wound up in Chicago somewhere coaching out there. Mm-hmm. He was like the guy in charge of the ABCD camp. Gary Caesar was big. So when we used to play St. Ray's, when Gary saw me on the LaSalle bench, Gary would come and talk with me, like pull me to the side, like, mm. how you been, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Because I, get, I got Gary players mm. at St. Ray's before mm. I got to LaSalle. Yeah, Gary knew that if I said this play is good, he could trust Gary, and Gary would come to see him play. Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, uh, we had a big kid, Demetrius. It, it didn't pan out, but um, Chris McCray. Shout out to Chris McCray. I remember um, actually. He came. Gary DeCesar came to St. Charles. On my word, that you need to see Chris McCray. You understand? And so Chris McRae wound up at St. Ray's with Julius Hodge, who also played with us. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the point is, Gary knew, you know, who I was. And if I was at St. Ray's, I think that would have went different. A different way, yeah. I you was going to say that. Well, you, when you mentioned that, like, there was never opportunity for you to go go to St. Ray's and go to St. Ray's. Yeah, no, no. They they were good. They were good. You know what I'm saying? It's like he had uh, uh, an assistant coach that was there for a long time. Then he had another assistant coach. He was taking care of his They already people. had their, yeah. their yeah. foundation. He already. was taking care of his people. Solid. And so, um, so I, I was there the second year. It became like watching paint dry. That, that's how mm. I felt. Uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm two months away from being out of here. Mm. And, and and that's not good for your passion because you're so passionate about it that yeah. the longer you would have stood in that situation, you would have felt out of love probably with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, like I decided said, God to has go. a plan. So that's you right. had to do what was right in your heart to keep that passion, keep moving forward and being happy. That's you know, right. that's number one. I decided to go back to my neighborhood and coach the kids. Mm. Went right back into AAU coaching. You understand? Yeah. And you um, see you kids know, learning. You see kids having the passion. Kids that want to make something and, and achieve something. But but that probably brings, I'm assuming, like a fire in you to like help them. You oh, know? Yeah. But it speaks exactly. It speaks to that. He's someone that can see someone else and. In his mind, his goal is to guide them, help them, mold them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas these other dudes ain't like that. It's, it's me first, in a way. That's right. You know, and uh, I always I always found it, I mean, to me, like, I know who you are. I know, like, we were talking about how he rubbed elbows with a ton of people. You've never been somebody that asks for, mm-hmm. for you know, handouts. Or yeah, like, yo, like, and you, you got tons of numbers in your phone, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's never been like that. It's never been like, yo, I, I could utilize this connection maybe. Right. And, you know, like, it's never been about yeah, that. That's no. just not your style. You know I what I mean? you to, to express interest in me. Yeah, you yeah. Understand? Um, either you want me to help you or, or you see something in me. Mm-hmm. And so you, you want to hire me. Yeah. Um, because you want to help me. You can see, you see what I can do. Mm. You understand? And so when that, when that fell through, I went back to the hood and, you know, start, started coaching. Um, I changed some of the things. So if you, you asked about regret, mm-hmm. 
I won't I won't say I regret it. You don't like it. to yeah. You understand? I I'll say that God needed me somewhere else. Mm. You understand? And so it is what it is. I I I actually coached at a JUCO. Mm. Um TCI downtown close I to the garden. That. Technical Career Institute. I was assisting a guy there. And it was pretty much the same thing. Mm. Like, you know. And a lot of times. There was, there was no advancement here. A lot of times it's probably because there, I mean, you got to think about it. He's at the, the guy you're assisting is a JUCO coach too. So he probably wants career advancement himself. So he's not even thinking yeah. about helping the next guy. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? He's thinking about, I got to help myself first kind of thing. Like, and if you think about it also, like, I would imagine those type of, uh, that type of industry, you know, when you're talking about the coaching, the, the business of coaching and the business of, of athletics and basketball, it's very much a fraternity, right? So, like, people oftentimes, especially when it comes to coaches, if you think about, think about the, the assistants on an NBA team, mm-hmm. the assistants on a college team, or the people who are elevated oftentimes, the head coach, the former players a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you felt because you didn't, you know, you play college, but the fact that you maybe weren't somebody as a as a player in ball who was a high profile player who had this name attached to you that you could use to your benefit, do you feel like that? And maybe, and this is something that I spoke about earlier, actually, before you got here with the guys. I find it in when you spoke earlier about your influences, I find it kind of fascinating. Influences? Yeah. Like I find it interesting that you said that two of the guys who pushed you and kind of taught you the game of basketball to a degree were two Latinos, somebody who was from Honduras and somebody who was Puerto Rican and you yourself, your family is from Puerto Rico. Typically, you know, you said baseball is your first love, right? Right. I know there is a stereotype of Latinos because we're so dominant in baseball, right? Where it's like, oh, like what you know about basketball? You can't play, right? right. right? And, 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 and I'm wondering if that is something that you encountered as a coach. I was a killer, by the way. I was going to say, <laughs> tell them about your ball career, right. too. Right? Yeah. I, talk about I wanted that. to know more personally about the step backs, but we could circle back. But yeah, yeah but just specifically. That jumper that you yeah. created, that Harden took from you. Specifically, though, like, do you feel like you not having, um, being a part of that, that boys club, that, that fraternity, that fraternity and you being, you know, specifically you being your background, you know, do you feel as though that's those are things that might have kind of like stopped you from moving forward or on a, on another level in and the life. way you wanted to? And life, Junior was born. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Allison was born. My, my bad, pops. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but you, what you're touching on, is is important because when you look at the grand scheme of things. I mean, even in the world, Mm -hmm. it's black and white. What about the Hispanics? You understand? You look Mm -hmm. on the television screen and, you know, Sofia Vergara is on the screen because she's got great cassabas. (laughs) You you understand? (laughs) Uh, 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 um, You know, 
we 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 are portrayed the way blacks used to be portrayed when George Jefferson and them was on television. Stereotypes. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Red Fox. Uh, 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 I know it's what's Sanford it and Son. Sanford and Son. You know what I mean? Like when you watch those old shows, and and now today, you look you look in the NBA. You know we don't have we don't have those pro athletes. We we had um, remind me of Shaheen. We had um, um, we all of a sudden are getting college basketball players that that are making the league but they're not there very long the kid from Oregon last year you remember his name um a guard he's guard, in the league he's good he's hispanic though but yeah um i'm i'm a, i'm gonna get you the name but um we could look it up right now yeah. too He's doing that now, but keep going. So, so you what you were saying, right? I always said that my players can get that college job that I want before I will. Mm-hmm. Shaheen Holloway, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. Sham God, mm-hmm. uh, 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 um, uh, me think, um. Mm. We got college basketball coaches. I always tell my players, there's two things that I, I like to tell my players. Just pull up the roster from last year and let him read the name. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Join I, the I, track team. I always tell my players, join the track team. This is going to get you in better shape. Mm-hmm. And um, Load the TV, by the way. I'm just trying to confirm if this is last year's roster or this year. And uh, make sure you're in good. You're playing for Seton Hall. You make sure you're in good with Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, let them know if I don't become a pro, I want to coach. You understand? Right. Um, and so, like, my coaching tree is crazy. I got coaches all over the place. You understand? Um, but Shaheen is is one kid who played for me who, you know, he March was his. Yeah. He was the most important person in March. That's a fact. Is it Chris Duarte? Duarte. That's Duarte. Who he plays? Is he in the league? Pacers. 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 I like him. Duarte. Yeah. Yeah. He's an older rookie, but he's good. Yeah. So there's other guys. Oh, look, Francisco Garcia. Played for years for Sacramento. Francisco Garcia is for years. We were clinging on to Melo being Puerto Rican too. Carmelo Anthony, like, right, right. Like, like yo, Melo's one of us. As, as I mean, he does got the Puerto Rican flag tattoo. His, pop, his, his pops hand. is Puerto Rican. It counts. Yeah. I, mean, I claim uh, him. We'll take him. <laughs> does we'll he claim him. Puerto Rico? That's yeah. the no, he does. Yeah. He does. Okay. We'll take him. We'll take him. My fault. My fault. We got Carmelo. Yo, Melo's building courts in La Bella. He goes out to PR. He builds courts. Like Melo was my favorite player because of him. Because he told me to watch Melo at Syracuse, and that's why I'm a Denver Nugget fan today. One of the, the greatest Nuggets college players him. ever. And I actually met Melo <laughs> at Rucker uh, the summer of the draft. Wow. Yeah. Right before he got drafted. Yeah, before he got drafted. So, yeah. so my point being that, um, you know, when you play on that level, mm-hmm. you can get a job. Yeah. You're in the door. But I played at City College. Right. My own coach didn't like me. 
Floyd go. Lane is his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's shit on him. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't like me, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And we um, don't like him. I could, give <laughs> you, <laughs> I could give you stories about that guy. You should. I mean, you should. Uh, but go ahead. Keep I'm going to leave him. He's, he's really, really up there in age. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to leave that man alone. We'll, um, we'll circle back was, in a couple years. He was... Um, on the team that won the NCAA and the NIT, the only team to do it. Wow. City College was once a power. Wow. And he was on that team. He was one of the stars of that team. Right. And he was my coach, and he did not like me. And I believe at one point, the NIT tournament years ago was, mm-hmm. like, even bigger than the NCAA. Yes, it was. That time, during that time. Yeah. Wow. But um, why do you think he didn't like you? What, what was it? You know what? I was a street kid. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. I had a lot of flash in my game. Okay. Like the, the guys on the team, I I barely played. But the team called me PR Pearl. You like understand? Pearl, Pearl. Every player on the team called me Puerto Rican Pearl. Mm. You understand? Wow. No, not Earl of Pearl. Pearl Washington. Oh, Pearl oh. Washington. Okay. So, so... Um, when I was on the court, maybe he just didn't like my style. Yeah. Understand? It was too good for him. It was, you know too, it was, it was and, the future. And, and he I'm didn't keeping know. it real. I'm keeping it a book. Too yeah. much, too much Sasson. Yeah. <laughs> but his assistant, a guy named Charles Jackson. See, this is what I love when I could tell you about this guy and that guy. Mm-hmm. So his assistant, Charles Jackson, Coach the JV team, and he would always be. You should come play with me. You should yeah, come play yeah, with uh, me, JV. And, and after a while, I got tired. I said, "I'm playing with you tonight." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I played for Charles. I played a couple of games with Charles Jackson towards the end of the year. Charles Jackson wound up a coach at Manhattan Center High School, and little Randy, your cousin, mm. my nephew, played for Charles Jackson. Oh wow! At Manhattan Center, but Charles Jackson was that's my proof. Okay. <laughs> Charles yeah. Jackson is like, no, come come play with me, JV. He's not really using you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Um, but that's what happened. And um, you know, funny thing, you told me about Laos. Oh, I wanted you to tell that story exactly. Got the it. gangsters, right? Yeah. So when I was when I was 13 years old, I was playing Little League Baseball mm. at Central Park. So we would take the bus, the M10 bus. Right in front of a bar. There was a bar there called El Patio. So El Patio, um, me and Charlie would take that bus. And Charlie, as his, his brother. My brother. Yeah. So when we were waiting for the bus, this old man popped his head out of the bar. And he wore the Stetson hat, the suit. He was that dude in Harlem. Mm. Right? And his boys or wore the Stetson hats, the suits. They was gangsters. They, yeah, I have no idea where this is going, do you? <laughs> they were gangsters, yeah. right? So he he would yell while we're waiting for the bus. He would say, hey, Johnny. And I would be like, hey, how you doing? And we would kick it. Wait, why was he calling you Johnny? Just he didn't know my name. Okay. <laughs> and you just never bothered to hey, correct Johnny, I'm a 13-year-old kid. Okay, you know what okay. I'm saying? Um, so probably the next week, he, 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 
we got to know each other a little bit. Like he made it his business to peek his head out mm-hmm. to see us take that bus mm. to Central Park on 100 Street, right? So, so, uh, uh, so one day he invited me inside the bar. So I go in the bar and you know he he needed a favor. So a gangster needing a favor from a thirteen year old kid. He needed a favor. He he had a lot of game. Yeah, right? yeah. Laos was his name. I never knew his real name. Mm. Laos is not a nice name. No, right? it sounds it sounds crazy. <laughs> so so may you rest in peace. That was my man. Mm. So Laos uh um decides that he he needed me to walk with him up the hill. Right? So I walk with him up the hill. He you, takes you just me. trusted him? Like you was just like uh, you just trusted him, like Laos. That was Laos. Laos okay. was the man. The whole Harlem was afraid. Because, like, of think guys. about that in this in current times, like a thirteen-year-old kid and a. Uh, I can see myself doing just, the same thing though at yeah. thirteen. Just but like, remember, I was a walk street kid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if you're always in the neighborhood, in the street, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he took me up the hill. Right mm-hmm. there was this little store. We you used just to leave call it on the table. The hill we used to call La Loma. Mm. Right from our, our Don't parents. Okay. Um, so 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 we would go up the hill, and he would take me to this little store, and in the store they had cigars. Mm. They were called Epirellis, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you he was Aaron? training me. He was training me to get his cigars. Wow. So he doesn't have to walk up that hill. So then every time they saw you, they knew you were getting it for him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Too. Uh, like also so they wouldn't even know, question. Like, oh, so they wouldn't me. question right, 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 you right. were him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So, so, and they love Laos, you know. They yeah, were scared yeah. of Laos. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and whenever Laos needed cigars, I would go up the hill and get it for him, and he would give me money. Nice. Right? Two dollars, you know. The change, whatever mm. it was. But when you're 13 years old, you live in Harlem, you don't got no money. Mm. You know what I mean? This is a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Two dollars is like and 10 you, back then. And you're helping the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, so Laos <laughs> decides to let me in the bar. I'm the only kid that could go in that bar. And they wow. would give me. I souls. like how it's up to Laos. Like Laos makes the decision that he, as a child, is allowed in the bar. <laughs> that tells you everything about it. <laughs> so it. it was Laos. It was Arthur Gas, and these guys was gangsters. They were number runners, right? Uh, What's ben, a number runner? Benny Garrett, you know, uh, the horses. Got okay. Gambling. Got you. Got you. Uh, Benny Garrett. Benny Garrett. May he rest in peace. He died. And I, I can never forget this date, August 20th, 1983, right? Incredible Benny shit. Garrett, <laughs> Benny Garrett was played for the Rens, for the Harlem Rens, which was the professional, they call it the barnstorming team. Mm. But this team's famous. Mm. Oh, shit. I, didn't, I never heard and of him. Benny Garrett was one of the soldiers for them. Wow. And, and a guy named John Isaacs, he died, he died also. Um, but, you know... I was amongst gangsters. Mm. And so so it was time for the NCAA tournament. And so he he invited me in. He asked me who's gonna win. I had fallen in love with Marquette, a guard named Butch Lee, who happens to be Boricua. 
but I didn't know he was Boricua to ten years later. Because mm. he, he isn't his son. His son for played Shaheen. for Shaheen. Exactly. Yeah. So wow, so, that's crazy. So Butch Lee um, has a black face. You can't tell he's Hispanic. I know they they highlighted him when they were talking about his son, and the whole time I'm thinking he's he's black, and his son looks light skinned right? A little. So I'm yeah, like, a little I'm, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's crazy. What's the son's name? He might be yeah. Butch But Jr. he was big in this tournament. He, he was big in this tournament mm. and happened to play for Shaheen. Mm. Um, but um, so, so, so. You during, fell in love with Marquette? During the season, I fell in love with Marquette. Mm. Fell in love with Butch Lee. I had been a UCLA fan okay. because I was a big Marcus Johnson fan. Okay. Right? But I fell in love with Butch Lee. Marcus Johnson was already in the pros. Marcus Johnson is the reason why I'm a Milwaukee Buck fan. Mm. You understand? So Butch Lee was an incredible guard. Um, the tournament comes. In the first game, they're playing University of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I remember that tournament like it was yesterday. Wow. It was in 77. Right, so they're playing Cincinnati in the so first round, damn. and and they beat Cincinnati. But I remember Laos asking me, "Yo, who you like?" Yeah. <laughs> they were number runners, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. So they had a certain mentality, and uh, and so, um, so I was I was there for the entire tournament. Marquette wound up winning the national championship, and Butch Lee was the most outstanding player. Wow, you know, and uh, Los won a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Los, Los, my bad. Laos. One time he walked me up the hill. Funny story, real quick. He walked me up the hill. He told me, uh, um, so we, we were walking the streets. So I said, "Why are we walking in the, in the middle of the street?" Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, "Oh, no, you got to be careful." Blah 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 blah. He reaches down to his ankle. He pulls a gun out of his ankle. You know, the first time I ever saw a gun. Shit. Uh, uh, um. Put, he puts it back. But um, we're, we're going up that hill. What was it that he said? To, oh, yeah. he. I, I asked him. I said, Laos, what's your real name? He said. It sounds said, like the movie shit, right? Like the, the way the movie ends. That's how it is. The whole thing sounds like, like a movie. I can see your dad young, but with like the same hairstyle, slicked back a little. Right. As how a young 13-year-old or something. Wasn't it kind of wild? Curly. Yeah, just yeah, kind of wild it was, and curly. It was yeah. like yours, Jewel. Just wild. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Not like Not his, as long, but, yeah. But, um, but. Uh, you ask him, what's your real name? Yeah. yeah. What, what's your real name? And he goes, uh, Laos. I go, what's your last name? He goes, Blue Goose, right? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning, like, he jerks off so much. <laughs> 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 but I'm 13 years yeah, old. I'm 14 yeah. years old. I don't know what the hell you talking about. We're in our I 20s. Got joke. <laughs> I got the joke years later. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, funny. oh, shit, Laos was a snap. But <laughs> he knowing him and them, uh-huh. I began going to every New York Giants football game at the Meadowlands because they had season tickets every year. Wow. I was in, in the end zone, right behind the end zone. Um, I got to see the Joe Pasachik fumble, believe it or not. He's the most famous wow. player in Giants history. Um, 
I was there. Me and my brothers was there. Charlie and Randy came with me that day. Wow. So there were days when they all couldn't come, and they would say, just bring your brothers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got to see the the, the NFC Championship when they beat the Redskins. I got to bring my friend Luis Cepeda. (laughs) Shout out to Luis Cepeda. Uh, wow. They when they won the first Super Bowl and they won their first Super Bowl, the NFC Championship, they beat the Redskins. I took I took Luis Cepeda and Randy, my brother, who's a big Reds Redskins fan. Mm. Wow. You know what I mean? The Giants, I think, shut them out like seventeen zip, fourteen zip, or seventeen. This is under Parcells, right? Yeah, Parcells was the okay. coach exactly. Um, but um, so I got to go to see the World Series with them. You know what I mean? Arthur Gaston took me to the World Series. Oh, they were taking care of you. Oh Crazy. man, I had all kind of perks. Oh, they send me to basketball camp. I feel like that's definitely not happening oh, nowadays. Where people just looking out like, like that, right? Yeah, like and with kids specifically, right? Like today, it, we use terms. Oh, that's my OG, and you're talking about a 14 year old might be talking about a 19 year old mm, who yeah. ain't really even doing nothing for them. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. But you. You had OGs, Actual OGs that were real OGs real and maneuvered and moved like OGs are supposed to. That's right. Making mm-hmm. sure the really protected good. the community. Yeah. The kids are good. The, you know the kids find uh, ways to work. Right. Mm-hmm. You go on a cigar, go get cigars is another like a little, um, routine. Like my, a, my a first ritual. real job. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. No, but um, you know I, I got I got like these crazy perks. From them, and and the reason why, the reason why I mentioned it was, I went to the tryout at City College, and the first tryout I was doing my thing, and 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 you know, then we go home, and then the next tryout, when I told Lawson them that I was playing, that I was trying out for City College basketball team, he uh, Laos decides, let's go see. Coach Floyd Lane. <laughs> so I still don't know to this day if I made that team on merit or not. Oh, okay. Because they, Floyd Lane was sitting here and Laos was here and Benny Garrett was here and they were saying they something. Were just talking. And, 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 and I always laugh. I always go, this guy probably didn't even want me on the team and they probably made him put me on that team. That's crazy. Wow. You know what I mean? But that that was Laos and them. They were awesome. Man. Just looking they, out. They I'm, were they were Kindness of their heart. Man. Yeah. I was I was gonna say, uh, Laos walking in the street. You do that. You said he yeah, told yeah, you. Yeah. Is that why you do that? Probably so. Because that's why I do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's sometimes where like late at night. I exactly. remember as a kid, um, when he would walk me to my aunt's house late at night. Sometimes we wouldn't walk on the sidewalk. We would walk <laughs> along like the street. Yeah. And I do a wish I know too. Yeah. My daughter. My, yeah, my little sister. And. Uh, I, that's Is funny because technically the, I got that from Laos now. Like now, like, like you know, Laos's what I mean? tradition yeah. passing down. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Right? Is it because the lights are more so in the, the street, street than in the and cars sidewalk? can see you? Maybe yeah. like what is it? What is it specifically? Do you even know? Did he you have explain it? You can react faster if somebody's coming from that building. Oh, okay, or, okay. Or, or that alley. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're on the sidewalk, you're right you're, next to it. You're yeah. Now you got room to maneuver. Gotcha. And, and you, you can run him into a car. Yeah, you got exactly. cars to move around also. Yeah, no, but that was that was you know that was an incredible young experience. I even in college, I wrote I wrote a, a speech about them about Laos. Mm. Wow! In college, wow. and everybody loved that speech. That kind of that kind of circles back to my original question, like first question about mentors. 
Right. He that's, he's like the ultimate mentor that yeah, that yeah. impacted your life, kind of. Cause yeah, no, he was the first one. The first one, at least, because you did mention many after I asked the question. Because, but it just seems like a lot of guys just like God placed certain people around you to either teach you lessons, show you like like morals. I feel like that at least what I'm picking up, you mm-hmm. know, and. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's nah, crazy. I've always felt like he's had incredible experiences as a human that you don't hear about because when people talk to him, it, the focus is on you as a coach. And they don't really see, like, all the positions you've been put in and all the situations. And another story, uh, someone tell the Muhammad Ali story because oh. this is kind of incredible. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was in fifth grade. And, and you see, he's not like coming up here like, let me tell you about the time I met Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Like it's nothing to him kind of thing, even but go ahead. Thank you, June. Um Muhammad Ali. I was in fifth grade. I was in Mr. Marin's class. Right. There you go. Mr. Marin was the bomb. Mm-hmm. What school is right. this? Uh PS one twenty three, right across the street from our projects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I'm in fifth grade, and the school decides to take all of the, all of the, uh, all of the kids, all of the students, to the movies. Wow! Right. So the movie was the first Muhammad Ali Joe Frazier fight. Wow! Right. So when we get to the movies, they give us scorecards. Like, score the fight. What? That's we dope. were scoring that fight, right? So, I don't know why we was doing this. And so, when we get back to the school, it's the next day. And they were saying something about, uh, over the loudspeaker, about to, to, tomorrow's the last day you can turn in your composition. We were supposed to write a composition about that experience. So... Wait a minute! You you guys scored it live as it was as they were watching the movie as it was. Oh, say you say it, movie? it was a movie. Okay, okay. Their fight it was okay. it was so huge. That fight happened. was the biggest fight. In a winner history. had already right, right, been declared, right, 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 right. but now you guys had to watch it, score it, write about it. I see. I see what write you write about it. Okay. But you know that was if you wanted to. Yeah. Right. So I decided I didn't want to do it, and so this guy named Carl Williams. He was it was my best friend in fifth grade. Right, so Carl Williams um, decides to kind of mock me, like, uh, um, "How come you ain't do it?" Uh, like, I didn't want to do it, and he was like, "You didn't do it because you were scared to do it." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like you, you know, you didn't think you was, right? you didn't think you were gonna win. Yeah, it was a competition. Uh, I was like, "Whatever," you know what I mean? <laughs> and when I went home, I decided to write the composition. Mm. The next day, there over the loudspeaker, the winner, my school, my 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 government name is Caesar Rosa. Same as me. Caesar Rosa, <laughs> right? So I won, which meant I got to spend the day with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> is wow. that not insane? <laughs> yeah. No way. Deer Park, Pennsylvania. Um, wow. that's where his camp was. He was training, right? And so there's the, got to be footage of this somewhere. There's two things that I remember. There was these rocks, these big rocks outdoors. And they had the names of all the big champions. 
Marciano, Joe Lewis, mm. you know, dudes that were before Muhammad Ali's time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Johansson, uh, uh, what's the kid? A lot of great old champions. And it was written in beautiful ink. Uh, it was very pretty. There were pretty rocks, right? I remember that. And the mm. second thing that I remember was being in, watching Ali train, right? So Ali was working on the rope-a-dope. Wow. The rope-a-dope is, um, he letting the dude pap him. Pap, 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 pap. And then in the last 20 seconds or the last 15 or the last 10 seconds, I don't remember the number, then he starts teeing off on the dude. Right? Fire. Right. So this was before the second Joe Frazier fight. But he didn't use it against Joe Frazier. He used it against George Foreman. Foreman, yeah. The famous fight that you see in Africa... He used that strategy. He was already, to me, I always felt like he was already planning to fight George Foreman, who was a big killer, a gorilla, he, he was calling him. Yeah. Um, and so he was fighting Joe Frazier again. It was supposed to be their second fight. And he beat Joe Frazier the second time. And But he didn't use that strategy till the third fight. Because he was already perfecting it. For George Foreman. Yes, he knew he was going to have to deal with the big... He, he kept like, calling him the big gorilla. And I'm going to have to t- tire him out probably. That's exactly. Yeah. Boom, boom, and, and then return fire. So let I, me start practicing now. And Ali at that time, when he came back after being suspended from boxing, when he didn't enter he you know the Vietnam War, he, he lost all those years. He came back in his 30s. So like... 30s back then is not 30s now with right. the technology you have and the sports right. science. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have the legs he once had. Well, you couldn't touch him before. He's boxing you in the middle of the ring and he's jabbing you and he's dancing around you. Around, yeah. He came back. He's laying against the ropes partially because he lost some of his athleticism. Right. Now he's beating you with his head. That's right. Yeah. That wow. was That's amazing. Of, that was one of the best. That, that might have been the best boxing win I ever saw mm. out of everybody. Wow. You know, all these years, I've seen a million great fights. Mm. But that win, and Against I love Foreman. the way they put it in the movie. The movie that they do about Ali? Yeah. Yo. With Will Smith. What, yeah, with Will Smith. And, you know, a few play, a few people have been Ali in, in movies. There's a, there's a documentary that Spike Lee did um, about the thriller in Manila when he fought... Uh, um, George Foreman is really good and like it goes behind the scenes and stuff about it and like most of the media thought that Ali was going to get killed because yeah, yeah. George Foreman was considered and to this day by many is still considered the hardest hitter ever in, in heavyweight history that's yeah, how feared that. his power I've was so I was peaking like this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he was like, you know, I was scared for Ali that wow. day. I remember that day clearly Wow. You know what I mean? He knocked him out in the eighth round. Wow. That's... I think he called it, too. I think he called the eighth round. Yeah, wow. he's... And he was rope-a-doping up until that round. Wow. Yeah, Tiring man. him out. Tiring him out. Like you said, beat him with his head. Yeah, yeah. But that was, that's my Muhammad Ali story. I like... No, that's a great story. Um, I was going to say, uh, is there any stories you feel like 
Well, first of all, I love all these stories because I don't feel like a lot of people know these stories. You know, anyone I've ever seen, you know, interview you or, you know, you're not telling these stories. So we appreciate you for telling these stories. I was going to say, is there any story that you feel you don't get to tell often enough that you would like to tell? Or is there is there a favorite memory you have or one of your favorite memories throughout your whole life journey? Or maybe if, if it's in your coaching career, your basketball. Or My anything. favorite championship. Okay. My favorite championship. That's a good one. What's your favorite championship? Yeah. Um, we won Rumble in the Bronx. Okay. And I've won a lot of championships. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Different type of competition. It wasn't just New York. You know what I'm saying? We went other places. And But there was a national tournament in New York called Rumble in the Bronx. It was at Fordham University. Mm-hmm. Right? So... I have seen the tournament like two years in a row, but we couldn't get in the tournament. The Mustangs couldn't get in the tournament um, for whatever reason. It cost a lot. And, you know, it was more important for me to get them in Holcomb Rucker mm-hmm. and, and, and citywide, you know, local tournaments than it was to get in that tournament. So um, Rocky and I decided to go to Rocky, his brother. My brother Rocky. Yeah. His uncle. Yeah. Not Balboa. I know he knows a lot of people, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the Rocky, the same Rocky from earlier where he said is the reason you started coaching. coaching. Exactly. Yeah. So Rock coaches girls. And but at that um, when we first got to a place called New Heights, they had more money. You know, we would be able to go to these AAU tournaments that the Mustangs couldn't go to. Mm. Uh shout out to Nick Blatchford, who was a really good dude, you know what I'm saying? Um, he is a really good dude. I think he works for Under Armour. Mm. He's, he's a big guy at Under Armour. Um, shout out to him, man. Yeah, shout out to Nick Blatchford. I remember him, too. Um, cool dude. Good, cool dude. Um, good football player. Mm. Um, but anyway, so... so, so Your favorite we, championship. We, we, Rocky was coaching the 14 and under. And I was going to coach 16 and under. And so New Heights was in Rumble in the Bronx. So I took my kids and I took a few of the New Heights kids that were already in place. Right? So we, we play on a Friday night, we win. We play Saturday morning, we win. Now Saturday afternoon... We're playing a team called Team Wisconsin. And um, and so, so they had this kid, Jerry Smith, played at Louisville with Edgar Sosa. Um, I don't know if you guys know Edgar Sosa. Of course. He, Yo, oh, he was a Daniel Dominican knows kid. Play Louisville. Me know. and Daniel used to always talk about Edgar Sosa. Yeah. So if Daniel watches this, Daniel loves Edgar Sosa. So but, Jerry Smith was... The men at Wisconsin, and you know, they brought an all-star team from Wisconsin. Um, but he was that dude. And in, in this game, they killed us. They beat us by 24. And it was the first game of this was, the tournament uh, for you? The third game. Oh, okay. Um, we won the first two games. Okay. So now we lose this game. You know, we're in pool play. It's called pool play. And it's a weekend right? tournament, so it's what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. Okay. So so it's a lot of teams from all over the country at Fordham University. 
And so when we lost to them, after every game, I talked to my team. We got another game that night. So there was a couple of kids that I remember from New Heights. One name is Chris De La Rosa. Shout out to him. Great kid. Another one was a kid named Ruben Galando. He was a Jersey kid. Had He was a tall kid, and he had skills. And just to be clear, these aren't your players. These are the New Heights kids that you're going to exactly. be coaching. So, so they don't have that rapport with you kind of thing. Right, right. Gotcha. So, and it's hard to coach that way. Yeah. Right. So when we lost, I went out of my way to to give them as much burn as possible. You understand? Which 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 is kind of unlike you in a way. Yeah. Because you like we talked about earlier, if so you, someone's not effective, but you know he's tr- trying to give these kids a shot. I guess. Right. Right. See what they um, can do. You know, it's, it's it's really supposed to be their team. Mm-hmm. I added a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mike Glover was our star. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike. I love Mike. Anthony, shout out to Anthony and, and Anthony's wife and the family. Mm-hmm. They were always at 55th, the whole entire family with yeah. Annie Freeze family. Yeah, yeah. They called them, uh, I forgot what they called them. Uh, but anyway, um, so, so, so now I'm talking to them after the game, and these guys got attitude, the New Heights kids. And then the kid Ruben Galando says something that I didn't appreciate. And and I forgot exactly what he said, but I had to go in on him. I had to tell him, um, you don't know me now, but you're going to know me. Mm. You understand? Ooh. Like He was questioning my ability to coach. Mm. Oh. I told him, you don't know me right now, but you're going to know me. Right? How old are these kids? They were 16 and under. Okay. 16 and 15. Yeah. So, so, you know, we walk away. We're playing at eight o'clock that night. We need to win that game to possibly have a playoff spot. And so when eight o'clock comes, the new high kids didn't show up. So it was just my kids. I had seven kids left, but they were my players. Your players showed up though. Yeah. Remember, this is my favorite championship, right? So then um, we beat whoever we played that night. And we were told we have our first playoff game, 8 o'clock the next morning in New York. There are no 8 o'clock games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? <laughs> 9 o'clock had always been the earliest game we ever played. Mm-hmm. And so, so, um, so we show up. Wait, don't even, don't even get to the game first because... I, I even like the setup going the night before. Oh, okay, so I'm okay. with him that weekend. I just happen to be with him that weekend. So I'm here for the tournament as well. But go ahead. So, so I, that, Nick and hey, Ju- Jumba casually showing <laughs> off again. Nah, nah, <laughs> no biggie. It is what it is. It is what it is. So I that, just want to make sure you got all the details because I love all the little details, you know, because that's how I'm seeing it. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm picking it apart. But go ahead. All right, June. I almost skipped. Yeah. So yeah. that night. Uh huh. Um, After the games, we we get we get to somewhere in Washington Heights where where Nick was staying. Mm-hmm. So Nick decides to give me the keys to his car, mm-hmm. right? And I had never really driven. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
So Nick gives me the key to his car. He had a long-ass car. I don't know. It wasn't normal size. The yeah, shit was long. Yeah. Right? It was luxury. So yeah. I look at Junior. I go, get in, June. You know what I'm saying? We get in the car. I drive it to, to, to 146. That's uh, where I was staying with my ex-girl. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so me and June got to go find parking. So I'm like, where am I park this long ass car? Right? Where am I gonna park this long ass car? You know, in Harlem or in most places in New York, York. you can't find no parking, parking anywhere. Now mm-hmm. you got a fucking freaking long ass car, right? So I find a spot. God gave me a spot, but it was like ten blocks away from our location. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we 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 shoved it in somewhere, right? <laughs> So we go upstairs, and now we got to get up mad early Yo, in the morning. I don't want to. I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Right you want back. him to keep telling it? Keep telling the story, but I'll be right back. I'll be quick. Uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll edit that part out. Nah, I'll leave Whatever. I'm joking. I mean, you can hold off if you. I, I think I want him to get all the details of it. But. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, he probably won't want to miss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, we waited for you. That was dumb quick. I'm gonna give you mad credit. That was probably 34 Let seconds. Let me know. Don't Let give me, me know. In five. I didn't wash my hands. That was right. <laughs> Let me know in five. No, no, you go can go continue. All right, so you find the parking spot. So, so, so now we sleep, and then we go on to an eight o'clock game, something we never did before, Mm-mm. right? So we get up mad early. We find the car. <laughs> and we got to take a cab to the car. Yeah, yeah. We had That's to take a cab, to take to a cab the in the morning That's to right. the car. No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> to find the car. Yeah. Right? So we find this big-ass car. <laughs> right? And, and so I'm taking them to Fordham University. Right? But the game is in Fordham High School. They're Fordham Prep High School. The high school gym, which is right next to the, the college gym. Right? So... So when we get there, you know, um, they have a parking lot, so it was easy to park. Um, so so me and June walk into the gym. It's like a little hall. It's like a smaller gym, yeah. And it's silent. It's early in the morning. I'm hoping my players show up. Yeah, because it's so early. It's 8 a.m. We go in, and when we get to the open part where the gym is, fans from Louisiana. The name of the team was Louisiana something, mm. right? So Team Louisiana, the whole gym was filled with their fans that that came from Louisiana for this tournament. It was like ruckus. They- it was packed, yeah. right? So so it's me and June, and we got five players. Which right. means two of your players you didn't even make up. it that early. You had to suit up? <laughs> I, was probably, I was probably like, what? How old was I at that time? I was probably like 11. Yeah, about 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. So, so two, two. I would have suited two up. Players come. <laughs> <champ too>. <laughs> <laughs> two players come a little bit Not late. Not my first, my favorite, though. Your favorite, yeah. But it was 8 o'clock in the morning, so, I, you know. Working we needed all the men we could yeah, get. Yeah. Right? So, so now we're about... We're about to play this team, Louisiana. And, um, you know, we started with five. And then we added two kids, one from the LES, from around here, Justin Bright. He went to Park West High School. Okay. Justin Bright and, and, and his man, Spencer Lane, they both went to Park West High School. Right? I had Mike Glover was, was, was my killer, right? I had uh, Amari Furman, 
who's a college coach somewhere. Um, uh, I had Quentin Brown from Brooklyn, and I had a kid named Darian David who went to Monroe High School with Mike Glover. Mm. And then I had a, a big kid named Brian Howard, uh, who Rube, that was Rube's man. Ruben brought him to me. Shout out to Big Rube. Yes, you sir. too, Mary. Um, the whole family. The whole family. That's right. Tiff and them. Mariah. Um, <laughs> Ruben, little Rube. No, but um, so so the game starts and we're nip and tuck. Nip and tuck. Nobody got more than a three-point lead. Mm. And it's intense because the whole crowd is for Louisiana and New York. We had, I had, I had one supporter. It was Junior. <laughs> it was me, seven players, and my son. Against wow. against the state of Louisiana. Against the state of Louisiana. In the Bronx. <laughs> In the Bronx. Exactly. Exactly. So, so we nip and tuck all the way, right? But the Louisiana fans was crazy loud, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm putting in work, right, June? Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting in work, yeah. right? Um, I got us fighting, and in the last minute of the game, where we never had more than a two-point lead, we, 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 we controlled the end and went up eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's shit. crazy. That was the number in my head. Like That's how I thought I remembered it. <coughs> when we went up eight, June, mm-hmm. Um, the crowd was quiet, and I started going, "Yeah, got your bag, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." I started yelling, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" It's right? real obnoxious. <laughs> I'm keeping it a buck, yeah. right, Joe? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so this big ass dude. <laughs> This big ass country Louisiana dude <laughs> comes out of the audience and he's coming towards me. <laughs> <laughs> he was big and he was brolic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God for Mike Glover and Brian Howard. Yeah. Um, you know, and other people stopped him from getting to me. <laughs> this was one fight. That I thought I was gonna lose. <laughs> okay, yeah. dude was brolic, yeah. right? And uh, you know, and you know, they calmed them down. You know, <laughs> we survived. We got out of that building, mm-hmm. right? We won that game, but it felt. How you felt? I, don't, I mean, I don't, you was I don't, only ten or eleven. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember feeling. I was sure hyped that we wild. won, but it was kind of crazy. It was it was like a crazy atmosphere where it was like, damn, like, like, you couldn't believe like it we just like made it out of there, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? But I'm sure you were. So June was that thinking about his life. Adrenaline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> June was worried about his life. Yeah. Oh man, he wasn't thinking about his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know we got out of there. But when I'm yelling, yeah. I don't ever remember being that happy and feeling like a badass motherfucking coach. Mm. You understand? No. I that- felt I felt damn good thousands of times. And mm-hmm. you were but on that spe- specific specific day 
you were at a disadvantage on all ends. Like not the crowd players, wasn't for you. Not the crowd. Not enough players. No. Super early, early in, the in the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. Drove a car he shouldn't have been driving. <laughs> Didn't know how to drive, but we made it there. You know? Yeah, it was a great, great day, right? Yeah. So so now we're going to play New Jersey Elite in the semifinals to go to the championship. We beat New Jersey Elite. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we surgically took care of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we 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 just jumped on them and, and, and stood on them, and they were good. By this point, you had seven guys, though. Yeah, we 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 had seven for the day. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so we beat New Jersey Elite. Now we're going to the championship. Who do we play? Team Wisconsin, Wisconsin. who beat us by twenty four the day before. Ah, uh, okay. Jerry Smith and them. Team Wisconsin, um, nip and tuck all the way. And we win the championship. We survive and win the championship. Um, wow. wow. National tournament. That. Did your team return? Like the other guys from the team return for the championship? No. No, no. no. I would have not even welcomed them nah, back nah, anyway. Nah. But I still think about Ruben Galando. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Shout out to Ruben. The, say that again? <laughs> shout out to Ruben. Yeah. T- <laughs> shout out to Ruben Galando, wherever you are. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I know he but, heard about that chip. Yeah. <laughs> like the kids, the kids, and that time, that was like the beginning of social media. Mm. And so they, they was into what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You understand? So if they was in this tournament, they was looking at it online, whatever social media was back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Forums and things but, like yeah, that yeah. they had. You like know, AOL. that was... That was, like, I've won a lot of championships. Great championships. The one at 55th was was super. I gave glory to God. Um, it was on DirecTV. Um, and, you know, people saw it all over the country. Mm. And um, I gave God the glory. Yeah. You know, I was that excited about that one. But which one was my favorite? This Rumble in the Bronx Championship. And, and it was, I shared it. the most yeah. adversity. Listen, Rumble in the Rumble in the Bronx is a perfect name for it because it, it almost ended up in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I was going to say, you didn't even tell the part uh, on the layup line before the championship. Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That yeah. this is just one of the, fu- like, the this funniest little this detail. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is just mad random, but. So, because we played the eight Friday, yeah. three games on Saturday, and then, eight and in then the morning. two games on Sunday, including One the eight o'clock eight game. Yeah. Now we're play, about to play the championship. We're on the layup line. I bought them snicker bars, right? At, by that point, I don't mean, like two in the afternoon. Okay. Um, I bought them snicker bars to, to keep their energy up, <laughs> like <laughs> <their> energy. <laughs> and we, I don't to this day, I don't know that that's a real thing. Like no, no, I found out that <laughs> it's absolutely you. You, you get a a, a jolt. Uh-huh. And then you come way it's down. It's like a sugar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I almost blew the chip. <laughs> yeah. By giving them them snicker bars. Oh, but, but in his mind, he thought like, all right, I got it. This yeah, going to yeah. give him energy. energy. I got to kill some energy. snicker bars on the layup line. Like, shit was a la- yeah. The other team must have been so psyched out, right? Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on yeah, over co- there? He was coaching seven diabetics. They needed yeah. sugar. <laughs> 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 all right, we get him by 24 this time. This time. Might be able to do 30. <laughs> Oh, but just that was funny. June remembers details that that you know something like that. 
June. This is not I'm the first time he has lens. told me about that. Yeah. I've forgotten that before. And yeah. June has told me about that. You know what yeah, I find no. interesting, though? Like, you're describing the timeline of these games. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's like back to back to back. Like, all of these games are happening literally within the... Like yeah, three so days. it was a weekend tournament. Yeah, it was a weekend tournament. Multiple and then, games a day. And this yeah. is AAU, right? Yeah, yeah. So what is your opinion on AAU in general, being an AAU coach, and in terms of it preparing players for the next level? Because there's a lot of debate on does it do more damage? Are they learning the fundamentals? When they get to the college level, they get to the pro level. Um, and also – you know, is it doing because the these games you you get in two a day sometimes and, and you're playing multiple games on a weekend? Is it spending their legs at a young age? Where is it? Is it is it contributing to the injuries, the ACL tears that we see common in basketball and and, and things of that nature? I, well, I, I, now that you mentioned it, I wonder about that. But I'm gonna say this: um, when I was a kid. We always played on concrete, mm-hmm. right? Summer leagues on concrete. So dudes, I would hear dudes whisper, yo, concrete is bad for your knees. Now you never see kids playing in the park. Mm-hmm. Kids who play board now are in AAU tournaments in the gym. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. That's a plus. That part of it is a plus. Now you're talking about ACL injuries, you know, that's that's a medicine type thing, you know. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, doctors who can answer that one, yeah, but, but I wonder about what you just said. But that was a great you, question. Speak to the to the part about just preparing kids in general. How does the AAU circuit okay. prepare kids? Do you now, think they do it well? Does it harm them more than good? How, the harm how do you think is, it's handled? The harm, June. The harm is. Um, the recklessness, mm. um, the, the robotic. What I mean by that is, these dudes go from game to game to game. Saturday, Sunday, game to game to game. They're like slaves. No rest on their to, body. To AAU basketball, parents are spending money. Uh. I've heard parents complain. Damn, this shit is too much. Right. You understand? Uh, 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 um, you know, that's a lot of money they got to spend driving to Pennsylvania, driving to Connecticut. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, um, they put a lot of time into it, and only a certain amount of guys are going to make it. You know what I mean? But the AAU circuit, you know, I'm going to say this. After after we won that championship 16 and under, I began coaching the 17 and under team. And we went to to a few tournaments away. Houston, Arkansas, uh, uh, North Carolina. I remember that. I remember when you was doing that. And so I had Lance Thomas. Remember Lance Thomas played with yes, the sir. Knicks, played, went to Duke. And he was a New Heights kid, right? Yeah, he was a New Heights kid. Um, I had Lance Thomas, great kid. Uh, wonderful player. You know what I mean? I always felt they played them out of position. I would have never let him play the four ever. 
You know what I'm saying? When I coached him, he was playing the three and getting the ball all the time. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. Duke used him as a four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the NBA used him as a four um, for the most part. And sometimes at five with the Knicks. Did he? I I think I've seen him play the five with the Knicks at one point. It's not surprising in today's mm-hmm. NBA. Anything could have happened on the Fisdale, but that's another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, continue. They, they, they... So so when I was coaching in these places, the one thing that I did notice, right, we had a good team, but nobody on our team could shoot on this new Heights team. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but everybody else in the country Splash. was knocking down shot after shot. You know how everybody shoots threes today. Yeah. I. That's what I took back when when we came back to New York. I was like, "Damn, these motherfuckers could shoot all over the country, yeah. and they they black. They they not they not a bunch <laughs> not of white boys. White kids that you know what I'm saying? That way, yeah. That's what I that's what I took away. Which is the stereotype, right? Yeah. The white well, boys I mean, could shoot. It, it, it was the truth, though. Like that's what it was back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially, but yeah. but my whole thing was my whole thing is they are. Kind of like slaves to the game. Mm. They're running from game to game to game, and it don't freaking mean nothing. Mm. You understand? It's taken. It's taken away from the high school season. You understand? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's some good aspects to it. You mentioned fundamentals. Um, you know the game. It's just about three pointers in a pick and roll. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when I get kids in the gym, I teach them fundamentals. First thing. You know what I mean? And I drill them and drill them and drill them. And that's missing in, in yeah. today's game. One thing I actually was going to say about you even teaching the fundamentals was that uh, I don't know if y'all seen that highlight, uh, John Morant, like, he hit someone with a move the other day and and laid it with his left and they was uh they posted it on NBA on the NBA Instagram and I remember reading the comments and it was just like someone was like damn uh, he laid it up with he made a nice move laid it up with his non dominant hand in traffic and I was just like I've never been impressed with people laying it with a non dominant hand and the reason I've never been impressed is because he taught me when I was how young like seven to lay it up with my left. Off the right leg. And it's never been a thing to me. So when I see, like, people hyping, like, oh, he finished with the left, I'm like, so shouldn't they all do that? Yeah, yeah. So the, you're at the NBA level. Yeah, you How you not laying it both. with both hands like it's nothing? Yeah. Why like, is that such a big deal? And it's because like they're not teaching fundamentals and little right. shit like that. But, but I feel like even down to, like, regular streetball level, regular pickup between people that aren't even playing AAU or anything, if you're good enough at ball and you have a passion for it, you're you you're naturally that. figuring that out. You're yeah. learning that. Yeah. You're doing that stuff. You know, me personally, I'm I'm not that good at basketball, but I've seen. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of guys like you in the sport. <laughs> yeah. They'll swear there was NBA oh, nah, guys. Nah, yeah, nah, yeah. not me. Never. You know? yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah. Oh, I, I hurt my knee, and I'm asthmatic. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I ain't running up and down that court. That's the best one. I hurt my knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would have. I, I could have. Yeah. <laughs> I could have went pro, but, yeah. but I hurt my knee in college. I hurt my yeah, knee. Yeah. I'll be. I'm like amazed by by people. Given the fact that um, 
you have coached so many years now. Like how many how many years in total? Did, when did you start? What was the first year? Um, Eighteen. Okay. I, I try not to think about that. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I bring it up only because you have a perspective of of the players that have come through New York City, mm-hmm. and you know, not only on a streetball level, but like you coaching AAU, and 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 you got to see firsthand. You've competed against some of the best players. I want to know. I'm interested because, like, New York City at one time was you know a place that just breeded like some of the best players yeah you're right in in in, in the world in terms of basketball mm-hmm. and we have a legacy in New York City of like great um point guards you, you mentioned Steph before uh, Kenny Anderson um Mark Jackson you mentioned before like it goes on and on you know uh, Dr. J wasn't a point guard but he's from New York as well Long Island um like you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, like this, some, some of the greatest players ever came from New York. So I want to know, do you feel, cause there's people who say that New York kind of fell off in that regard. They don't produce the same level of talent, you know, they places don't. like Chicago and, and other places have really kind of surpassed them in that. Do you think there's a reason specifically for it, whether it be like funding and you know from the schools or or it's these tall ass buildings <laughs> yeah we were just right? talking about this it's the tall ass buildings uh, uh no air you know i was i was saying to give context to that is i was saying um i i remember when i went to my first like college tour so i was 18 years old and i'm looking at colleges i want to attend and i remember getting there to the tour and there's a bunch of kids that are huge like they look like high schoolers on tv Huge kids. And I'm here, I'm short as hell. You know, I'm little as an 18-year-old. And I was like, at that moment, like, in my head, it clicked, like, damn, does being from the city, like, make, like, stunt our growth for whatever reason? Like, is it the air, not, you know? And that's what he's talking about when he says, like, the tall ass building. Sorry and about that, June. I'm not, I'm not very tall. You're not tall either, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it's a, it's a, my bad. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's a Puerto Rican thing. But, but not also, many, like, not many tall. <laughs> a lot of New York ball players just aren't very tall. They don't get blessed with the height like that, is, I guess, what you was getting I, to, I'm, right? I'm going to say that, you know, Everything's congested in the city, mm-hmm. you know. But then again, Chicago turns out more players than mm-hmm. we do. I would think, um, you know, they don't. We don't breathe the same air that they do. We tend to see each other in every single tournament. Like uh, these guards are playing against each other, and everything they know each other's moves. Uh, uh, um, um, you know, there, there, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, there's a lot of things that we don't get here in in the city and and that kids get in places like Florida and Texas or this room or this space that they get uh, top quality gyms here. Everybody's fighting each other for the smallest thing. Um, Mm. Like I mentioned to you earlier, uh, a kid that played for me, Teddy Wheeler, Bernard's brother, right? Teddy's son is Savia Wheeler, the the point guard for the Kentucky Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Um, 
And Savia was Georgia's point guard a year earlier. With Anthony Edwards. And Teddy played, I mean, Savia played in my little East League just like Teddy. Savia played right before he left to, to, to Texas. Teddy moved to Texas, took his family to Texas. And um, and I watched Savia, and I go, Teddy took him somewhere else, and he shined. In New York, he's a bunch, he's amongst a whole bunch of guards, his height, his speed, his strength, you understand? And 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 then the school system, uh, the school system, uh, uh, hurts our kids. You, you know I what agree. I'm saying? Uh, 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 um, and, and and look look where Xavier is. He's all over national television. Mm-hmm. You understand? Uh, University of Georgia, University of Kentucky. We don't get Georgias and Kentuckys from New York. We got Yada Gaines a few uh, a few years back. Shout out to I him. I I remember Sunday Yada Gaines. Sunday Yada Gaines. He played for the Nets a little bit. They gave him like a little 10-day yeah, contract yeah, yeah, at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he Yada played, went to he Georgia. He played Rucker too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't get the big schools. You yeah. know, I try to tell people this is, you know, they they got all, all kind of excuses. And it's like, yo, stop the bullshit. And also, know? like, we don't. Even in New York City, like, I mean, realistically, there are no big college programs in New York City. I mean, there was St. John's, and St. John's was the 80s, and there used to be a powerhouse in the Big East at one time with Chris Mullen, Mark Jackson, and those type of players, and then Ron Artest. But like, get right to that. But yeah, but I mean, we haven't seen that, you know, like, those glo- those are the glory days. Like, that's yeah. what we're talking about. I was going to say, you said earlier, Laos sent you to your first basketball camp. Right. And we never got around. That's we never right. got back around to that. But That's I believe that basketball camp has something to do with Chris Mullen. Uh-oh. Chris Mullen ended my basketball career. There you go. Go ahead. It wasn't a knee injury. <laughs> it was Chris Mullen. Wow. There you go. I'm Exclusive a, go right here. I'm explaining to you what happened. Laos decided to send me and my brother to Lou Connors. Because I wrote it. You keep going. To Lou Connorsecker's basketball it. camp. And you mentioned Chris Mullen. I right? literally wrote it. Lou Karnaseka is the the great St. John's coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Shares my yeah, birthday, yeah. by the way. Crazy. Lou Karnaseka, right? We so we go to this basketball camp. And and that week I I had a no one knew who I was. And I had a great week. I was killing them. It, it was the middle division, three divisions. The little guys is the middle division, and it's the high school division. So in the middle division, I'm playing against Chris Mullins' brother, uh, uh, and some uh, some 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 pretty good players. Uh, there was a guy named Matt Brady who was excellent. He 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 was coaching on the college level. Uh, Matt Brady. Uh, who else was there? A guy named Owen Kelly. Has a brother named Bob Kelly who was a star at St. John's right before Chris Mullen or yeah, right before Chris Mullen got there. But um anyway, so I go to me and my brother go to this camp and we're on different teams. And and I have a great week. And when it's time for them to name the MVP, I took the MVP trophy to Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Um I took that MVP trophy to Harlem, right? So, so 
Charlie's team won the championship. I always, Laos and them always bother me because Charlie's team won the championship. Okay. So they, 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 they kind of couldn't care less about my MVP award. Mm -hmm. Right. But I won MVP. Right. So now I'm real feeling myself. So the next year come Laos and them send us right back. Now we're playing in the oldest division. Mm -hmm. That's where I met Chris Mullen. (laughs) Okay. And Chris Mullen was huge. Yeah. Compared to me. We had a guy. How tall were you around that time? Do you remember? The same size I am now. Okay. <laughs> so what are you? Five, seven. No, Daddy. no, no, no. How old at the time? Uh, about 14, 15. Okay. Um, so, so Chris Mullen, um, our team and his team was the matchup at that camp. Okay. We played them three times. And then one time during lunch, they made us play each other just so they can be. Keep they were staring at Chris Mullen. They were staring at a guy named Roger McCready, who was our big man. Chris Mullen was actually their big man, mm. but he couldn't miss from the outside. Dream team Chris Mullen mm-hmm. could not miss from the outside. Doesn't get enough respect. He was a really good player. He was excellent. So, so when when the week ended, when I went back to Harlem. I knew what a pro looked like. Mm. And that was Chris Mullen. Mm. He was 6'4", 6'5", and could shoot the lights out. You know what I mean? Uh, Very smart. Basketball IQ is bananas. He was on the dream team. Like, you know. Not not much else needs to be said. Not much else needs to be said. He was on the best team we've ever seen, Mm -hmm. which was that dream team. Oh, run TMC, TMC as well, yeah. Tim Tim Hardaway, yeah. um, Mitch Richmond, and him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good. Golden State, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good, but the dream team was Jordan and them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah Magic Johnson and Larry Bird yeah. and David Robinson. And he was with Carl Malone and yeah, yeah. Chris Mullen was down with them. Yeah, yeah. He's a marksman. But when I went back to Harlem, I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to sell, I'm gonna have to deliver more packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm never playing in the pros. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? That's and, crazy. And, and that quickly made me want to coach. Mm. Wow. You, know, wow. you know what I'm saying? Like I knew I'm playing basketball just to play basketball. Mm. I you, know I'm not on that level. When you were playing on those teams, were you somebody who would ask the, you know, like the coaches' questions, like during games or even during practice. Like, were you inquisitive like that? Were you? Nah, look- I was full of myself. Okay, I was real souped up. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There was a lot of arrogance coming out of me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you, know, you had to be no, like that? I was humble. I was humble, but in my mind, you carried yourself like you was the shit, and you had the confidence. Like you, was- you said it correctly. In my mind, I was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I really, you know, I. I could do anything on a basketball court. Just like football, just like the, the same. Mm-hmm. Could you dunk? Didn't have to work at anything except dunk. <laughs> <laughs> he could clap though, right? You always Charlie told me you dunk. could clap, right? Yeah, I used to dunk. I used to clap like this. I would lay the ball up and smack the backboard. Ooh. That's crazy. That's, you know oh, that's fire. Any, yeah. any, players, that. any players in today's game or even your time watching basketball that – Remind you of yourself of you, as I was a player. I resemble you that so that we could get a better visual or understanding. Kyrie, <laughs> <laughs> the best one in the game right now. Right? I wish I could say Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie is, in my opinion, he's the only one. Yeah, I hope all the NBA guys watching this. 
Kyrie is the only guy that I gotta watch. Mm. You understand? Mm. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear all this nonsense. The media feeds you a whole bunch of nonsense about this guy and that guy. Kyrie. That's who I watch. And I watch my books and my Yango. That's uh Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> I love Giannis. losing right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've kind of been peeping. I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. (laughs) You know? But, um. Dan, they down 16 with nine minutes to go in the fourth. Nine minutes. 940. Yeah. But nobody, nobody that you could think of, like, either today or or even in the past. In the past, uh, there was a guy named Scott Skiles. Who was tough. And you could tell Scott Skiles wasn't. You know, he was never going to be like an NBA All-Star, but he played the game with a certain passion that 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 I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my game was was uh, my game was skill, all all skill. I couldn't jump, I wasn't fast, but I could shake you. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Like, I could shake you. I could lay you with either hand all day long. You know what I mean? Um, I could shoot the ball, but as the levels went up, and this is what I try to tell point guards all the time, um, as the level went, went up, the defenders got longer, faster, jumped higher. Mm-hmm. Now your jump shot doesn't travel anymore. You understand? So when when at a certain point, it was like, I got to beat you with my skills this way or that way. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it, it's what made me coach, um, you know, knowing that you that day came where I went to Harlem from that camp and said, you know what? You know, I I, I, I see what the real deal is. I might have mm-hmm. to pivot a little. Those guys that made us play at at half uh, during lunchtime had us play Chris Mullen and them again. They were college coaches who wanted to see Chris Mullen and Roger McCready. Mm-hmm. We were there basically as pawns. Yeah, you know, part part of the game, part of the mm-hmm. workout. You know what I mean? And you know, it's that kind of honesty that's missing. You understand? I was able to look at myself real good and go, nope. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's a great point. Um, You know, there's a lot of lying going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was one point in my life that I was like, I want to be a football player one day. And then I got into high school, freshman year. It was like, oh, try out for the football team. And then I seen, like, this big, like, seven-foot kid yeah, trying yeah. out for the football team. And I'm, like, barely 5'2". Right. And I was like... I ain't never. Gonna I don't want to play football. Team. <laughs> I don't want to play football. for the handball team. That was a scholarship for that. That was yeah. Puerto Rican side they that came out. A handball, <laughs> there was yeah. a handball team. Yeah. I was interested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, funny. No, That's funny. <laughs> um, you guys have a question because I, I wanted to. I wanted to find one thing. I'm interested in also is is there anybody on the NBA level who you coached? Or you coached against that played different on the on the street on the street court on that on on the concrete in those games than they did now, on the NBA level that you could say that was like oh that's a big difference. It's I wish a good you... question, but they all brought it. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you know, one thing about it, because of course you're talking about mostly New York guys. Mm. New York guys is going to bring it. And, and like, you're really talking about 55th. You're really talking about the EBC, the Rucker. Mm. Um, those guys brought it every single time. The passion, there was no, no passion problem ever. You know what I mean? Like you know, you mentioned Ron before, and I'm just interested because you you, you talked about that you had to play that game. I think Ron wanted to without win. Ron. I think Ron wanted to win in 55th more than he did in the NBA. Wow! Shout out to Ron and Daniel Atess. Danny's my man. They Queens. both play for me. Yeah, I love Queens Ron Atess. That's right. No, but Ron, you would think that he was in the. He really did look like he wanted to win more in 55th than he did on the NBA. <laughs> Ron is bugged like that. Ron was real. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love Ron. Yeah. You know, but all those guys, Joe Kim, Noah, Danny Green, um, you know, they they took it. It was very, very important. You know what I mean? Um, That's what they need to get to that next level. Yeah. Um, Anytime you... And we right. had guys, we had guys who, you know, things broke a little bit for them. A kid like Kenny Satterfield. Kenny Satterfield was nice. I don't know if you've ever seen Kenny Satterfield. Kenny Satterfield, so. basketball IQ, was phenomenal. I love Kenny Satterfield. Um, did, did he make it? He didn't make it to the league at any point, did he? He was, I think he, he had like a little stint with Denver Nuggets. He had a small, I was going to say, I remember, because I remember Kenny Satterfield from Rucker, mm-hmm. and I remember there was an old NBA, it had to be either NBA Live or old NBA 2K, and he used to be a free agent in the game at some point, and I used to oh, always wow. sign him. Oh, right. wow. Because right. I knew who he was. Yeah, but. no, Satterfield was, like he was a, a two guard who had to play the one on the higher levels because when he was in high school, he played with Andre Barrett. Andre Barrett was the one. He had to play the point. Andre Barrett was the point guard. Mm. Satterfield could have played the point at another school. Mm. Like Satterfield was there. He could have, it would have been an easy adjustment for him. But him and him and him and Barrett were together since they were little kids. Mm. So the, those dudes loved each other. They uh, actually one of like the most heartbreaking losses I've ever been a part of. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about <laughs> it. But they, them as a as a backcourt, gave us fits. As, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that yeah. backcourt gave us fits. Yeah. Um, shout out to that crew. That's the Rough Riders. Yeah. That's uh, Artie Green is the coach. That's my dude. Um, they had uh, Puda the Gangster and Rasul. From Mount mm. Vernon, uh, who they had? They had uh, high octane. I don't want to leave nobody out. They had some dude that went to Syracuse. They caught the Chrysler Building. Yeah, Francisco, Francisco Garcia. That was a hell of a crew. We always had trouble with them. Mm. Right? Wow. I mean, they 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 got us in two big semifinal games. I, I was gonna say, uh, but Satterfield was that dude. Yeah, for real. Love that kid. Yeah. I was going to say, um, you mentioned, like, there's a lot of lying going on. I just wanted you to touch on that more when you say that. Because uh, I, I was telling you earlier, like, one of the questions I did want to ask you, which I felt I already knew the answer to, was what is the 
human quality or trait that you hold in the highest regard? And the answer you gave was integrity. And so, like, I, I just wanted you to touch on that more. Like, what when when you say there's a lot of lying going on, like, if you want to expand on that, what 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 are you seeing in in the state of sports or in the state of the world today? United States I know, of America. I know you don't like Instagram. I know you hate <laughs> social media. Um, I no, wanted to give you the floor to let some 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 of it out, if if you want, if you if there's anything you want well, to say about it. Um. Integrity is super important to me. Mm. You know, um, we actually have a drill with our little kids where. Oh, I love this one. Actually. Where we shoot the ball and uh, we have to make 15 or 20 as an entire team. Mm -hmm. But each individual has to count how many they made. Mm -hmm. Right. So we made 20. Now we're in a circle and I'm asking each guy how many he made. Because I want them to tell me the truth. I call it the integrity test. Mm -hmm. And so we go around and sometimes we hit the number 20. And sometimes we don't, which mm -hmm. means we lie. Someone's Somebody lying. lies. Somebody in, in the group is lying. About how many shots they you understand? Yeah. And, and, and so kids have to look at me and say, I made zero or I made one. You, you understand? And... I get that from them. I get it back from them. You know what I mean? Sometimes we're off, but, you know, a lot of times we actually hit the number. That's a great lesson. Yeah. Through no. basketball. Like, it's accountability, integrity. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. yeah. Stop lying. I just saw you shoot eight bricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? When did you score? I was watching you the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, no, integrity is just... Super important. There's there's a thing like you see in schools, like a sign that you see in schools, just to because I work in in the Department of Education, and um, the sign says, um, it basically says, um, do do what you do, whether people are watching, watching or, or not. not. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's so vital. You know what I'm saying? Be you every day. You know what I mean? Uh, um, stop lying. You know, these guys in the media, they make me sick. Uh, um, they're the first ones, you know what I mean? Because they're influencing the minds of a whole bunch of gullible-ass people. Mm -hmm. You understand? And, 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 and you're not being truthful, you know what I mean? What do you mean? We just saw the replay. We saw what he did. Yeah. You, you understand? Like, you saw the replay too, like, backpedal. You yeah, know what I'm tell saying? It like it is. Say, oh, I got it wrong. Uh, yeah. I thought I saw this. And, yeah. You know, that's yeah. the integrity, accountability. Like, some NFL, people do not want to say, like, I was wrong. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Something in them. There's just, I mean, it's, it's hard to admit. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, I yeah. get it. But go ahead. The NFL, what was you saying? And everybody in the world lies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, But, you know, you, you shouldn't have, make it a habit, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but the NFL is like one where the the announcers, they lie to you all day long. You know, they get the replay, they get a second replay, they get a third replay, and they still lying to you. Yeah. You, you understand? <laughs> and then the basketball media, oh, they're horrible. True. They're horrible. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, like right. You just, you know, 
you guys aren't even truthful. Like, what are you nice. teaching the kids? So the game doesn't lie, right? So it's like people could put their spin on it, but people who know and watch the game and know what the game is about, mm-hmm. you know, they can see through that. And they, they can see through the, the bias and the slanted opinions and, and you and know. It also goes back to what you were saying earlier about how, like, like someone who was there can vouch for it, whereas people right. will tell tales. Right. And it's like, you know, everyone could be bigger in their own mind, you know, and they and they're not really reflecting correctly. And they calling guys legends and they didn't even see it. They didn't right. even see the guy play or coach. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? And it, and it's everywhere. It's all over the place. Mm. Which is why I think it's important to kinda um to get stories from individuals like yourself who, you know, you may not be the biggest name on a national stage, right? But people who know you know you. And and I could say, like, we were having this conversation the other day. Like, I remember when I was trying to do a little research to kind of find out some stuff. I found a couple social media pages um, that you you actually did an interview before. I forget the name of of, of the person who interviewed uh, you. It was a few years back. But in the comment section on Instagram, you see a lot of, like, I'm assuming former players of yours were shouting you out. Right, right, and and showing you mad love, so like I could tell that the stuff that you poured into to these kids over the years and stuff, like you know, like you're 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 getting that that love back and stuff like that right. in some form and stuff like that, and people are grateful for you know for the stuff that you did and stuff like that, and the lessons that you instilled in them, like you know, lots of those guys are opponents. Mm. A lot of opponents of, of mine over the years. Wow. You know, I love you, Tom. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's real. It, it, it's, it's very real. They know what's real and what's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say, uh, when he was talking about, like, what you instilled in kids and stuff, and it reminded me of the this, this story that I heard for the first time last night. Uh, the Mr. Potato Head story. I want oh, you to yeah, tell it because I think it's a dope yeah. little story. That's but a it's great real one. short, but it's dope. <laughs> it's short. Um, so I had a league for thir- for about 30 years, 29 years. That you did for the kids. That, you know, I did for the kids in Harlem and our neighborhood. The East it's, League. It's our own in-house league. It's mm-hmm. called uh, the Mustang Little East League, mm-hmm. right? So Sham God and all of them played in it, like all of my players. Uh, Steve McDowell, I can go on and on, right? Randy King. I, I love shouting kids out. Paul mm-hmm. Little, Joe Harris, everybody. Right. They all know who they are. They know I, I love them. Right. So the day came that I, I gave them nicknames. Yeah. And he, he was on the mic during games. He, he right. was I the commentary. The yeah. yeah. I not only announced the games, but I did the book he at did the, the same the time. Book too. I was you know doing the book saying? from young. Once once I was old enough to learn, like That's he taught right. me how to do the book and I would sit there or do the clock. Right. Which is. Yeah, That's yeah. right. So. So I. Uh. uh so Mustang Little East League. So we had a kid, and I didn't give him a great nickname. I named him Mr. Potato Head, right? That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> I named this kid. How young? Remember, I was young. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah. but you're young so too. Okay, I didn't okay. have any conscience back no then. Filter. Right? You wasn't still trying to, to have a filter. Still you wasn't don't trying have to a make a fly name. You just like. 
You remind me of Mr. Potato. He's always been, he's always been great with nicknames, though. I will say. He's always been. I gave out some great ones. He, okay. I have, he has about 12 for me. He comes with a different nickname all the time for me. That's nice. right. So he's just been, he's natural with the nicknames. I mean, I kind of. He, he called Goron Drive. That's what I was going to say. Scratchy. Like, Scratchy. Yeah, that's my man Scratchy. But when I heard it, I was like, that's how I feel when Goran I look at him. Like, it feels like it fits. But go ahead. So, so, so I did a bad thing. I named <laughs> yeah. this poor kid. Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. right? So one night I grew a conscience <laughs> and I started thinking about it. I was like, damn, I'm a bad person. <laughs> damn. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I had him in my mind and my heart. So the next day was Little East. It was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the gym, kids are already there playing. We had this little monkey bar at the corner of the gym where kids could shoot, shoot in there it. too. Yeah. You mm-hmm. understand? So so they would play little games there too besides the baskets that we had. Mm-hmm. At St. Charles and Harlem, shout out to Big Al. Yes, sir. Al Mims. Love you, Al. Um, Every morning I open the so, gym. For, so for I us. walk through the door. I walk through the door and, and there's a lot of action going on. And when I look to my right, the kid... Same kid, and I had him in my heart all night, was dribbling, boom, 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 saying, Mr. Potato Head, Mr. Potato Head. Like you know he hype on his own nickname, on even though he thought. That I felt horrible, horrible about. Yeah. You know That's what I mean? That's hilarious. Wow. So he was totally embracing it. Oh, yeah. he embraced like, it. He was confidence in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He 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 was Mr. Potato Head. He you know he loved his name. Yeah, you know and you know. Is it? I laughed. I just laughed and walked away. I I went to the score and said, "I'm all right. I'm not so bad." Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine. Is it possible that he did not know? What, he didn't get the reference of Mr. Uh, Potato Head? He was you old had, enough, man. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I didn't know the timeline. We've all known Mr. Potato Head since we was little children. Yeah. He was old he enough. He was old yeah. enough. Okay, okay. Mr. Potato Hey. That's my guy. Still know him today. That's that's a dope way to kind of take that. Like, yeah. not everybody would, would, would take it that way. It. Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I felt so guilty that <laughs> night. And when I that's saw him the next too, morning, right? I started dying laughing. Yeah. You probably was thinking like, damn, did I give him a name that people are going to be clowning him exactly. and all yeah. that, right? No, no. They, they, look, I mean, everybody accepted whatever good. it was. It was like a beautiful, a beautiful place, man. Um, all right. So just before we wrap up, uh, last question I wanted to ask was, I mean, we've heard all these great stories. Um, reflecting on you and your life. How do you think you would like to be remembered? Wow. To like summarize or wrap it up. It's a deep question. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Nah, feel that. Go ahead. Honestly, my only my only goal is to always be with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, go to heaven and teach my children and anybody who, who's around me to uh, just show them the word and give them the word. I pray that my son, my daughter, 
my stepdaughter, uh, my nieces and nephews, my entire family. You know, that that's the only thing that's really, really important is that we make it to heaven. Yeah. You understand? Mm. Um, And so, you know, I already know how people, how my people are going to remember me. Mm. The people who like me is going to remember me in a great way. And then the people who hate me, so what? You Mm. know what I mean? But I really, I really, really honestly don't care. I want you to love me, Joan. That's right. And I do. That's right. (laughs) And I I just want to say, um, you know, I appreciate you coming here and being here. And I thank you. I hope like whoever does see this, not only gets to hear these great stories that maybe some people haven't heard from your career, your life, but get to see the great father you are. Thank you. You raised a great man, you know. Thank you. Thank One you. of my best friends. Thank I you. So. You know, and um, I just hope, you know, they see that side. And, and if anything, they get from that is this, you know. And, Thank you, Aaron. And, and definitely I hope they can see because I definitely can see how much your faith has played a role in your life and your path. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing else mattered really except that passion and where God was leading you. And even like, what you said, every like, step along the way, like right. uh, you know? right. so. When I that's asked, that's my final words, you know. And thank, thank you. you even when I said, well, well, sir, you, even well, when sir, I said, you. like, if he had any regrets, uh, he was like, I'm right where I, I'm supposed to be. Yep. You know, so that's big. I just wanted to say, uh, I'm glad we're doing this. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here getting a little emotional i've been wanting to do this a really long time i just feel like i feel so good about like sharing this moment with you um you know everybody hears about you tony rose the legendary basketball coach and i was telling him uh, a couple days ago like i think you take all the legendary you take all the basketball stuff away all of that and like to me you you, you a legend without that like you a legendary human and that's really what i wanted to show people uh on this podcast is that yeah, y'all making me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to lose it. Let I'm me help you, Drew. Let me help you, Drew. And I'm nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the it. important part, Drew. Yeah. You all that. You all that. But, uh, love you. I love you, Drew. Um, yeah, I just want to say I appreciate being a part of this. Uh, you know, for sharing, being able to share the experience also, because I know, I know you had mentioned this is something that you wanted to do. I know Aaron told me the same. Yeah. Um, so like doing, being a part of this and getting to hear these stories for the first time and meeting you for the first time, it's a pleasure and it's an honor. Thank you. And Likewise. you know, I don't know if you realize you are actually our first guest. Yeah. We didn't want to tell, we didn't want to tell you yeah. early cause we don't want to put the pressure yeah. on you. Number one, but, baby. Yeah. Number one the yeah. first guest. Put it in the one. books. Another one in the books <laughs> for this man. So, um, so yeah, man, it was definitely a pleasure and I'm, you know, you're more than just basketball, just from talking with you for, for now, what, almost three three hours and 45 minutes? Wow, okay. So, yeah, but, but um, I hope that the conversation, because, um, you know, I felt like it was, it was a great conversation. I, I hopefully you enjoyed it and it wasn't too bad. <laughs> no, no, you guys are awesome, man. You basically let me, let me flow. That was, and that was the goal, to yeah, let you, yeah. to really show you. You right, right. Yeah, you asked some really good questions too. You know? Right, thank you. Then appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, thank before you. before we close though, I just wanted to give you the opportunity. 
um, the the team that you're currently coaching now. If you, if you want to kind of shout out anybody or kind of or what's going on, in or your what's life, going maybe. on, yeah. Like if there's any way that maybe people out there could support, you know, because I know sponsors and 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 just funding for for these leagues and for these teams sometimes it's hard to come by. Right. Um and stuff. If there's any a website or, or any way that people could get plugged in and support what you're doing, yeah, anything, like, any, let anything us know. you, so any could, final word. DM from you. me, DM me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta put that. You gotta put that handle out, the Instagram handle. Yo, we gotta go uh, to one of these games. The language. I'm down. At Coach go to Tony game. Rose on Instagram, just so y'all know. Yes, so y'all yes. can follow that. And you can always hit Coach us up, Tony Rose, as well to get in contact. Yeah, if y'all need with him or anything, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. As well, we'll put that we'll put that information in the description so you know people can hit them up if you want to support in any way. Yep. It would be much appreciated. Shout out to the guys that are helping me, Chris Ramos, uh, incredible kid, um, played ball for me, Xavier Nunes, an incredible yeah. kid, played ball for me, Isaiah Resto, mm-hmm. an incredible kid, played ball for me, and Steve McDowell. An incredible kid who played ball for me, uh, uh, you know, actually went to LaSalle and Manhattan College, played at Manhattan College. I used College to see his name on the, scoring, on the scoring, yeah, all-time yeah. scorers. Steve McDowell. Um, yeah. Um, Bevon Robin, who was an opponent, but who has popped up on me. If I call Bev and he's not super busy, he's there. He was one of the New York City Great guards. They used to call him Eye of the Tiger. But a shout out to all those guys who have been helping me. Joel Laraujo of La Agencia. Uh, that's my brother. That's my uh, my partner. That's it. I forget anything. I don't think so. Also, I just want to say also rest in peace to everybody that was mentioned. Because mm-hmm. you did mention a lot of also people that were like great Thank people you. to you. So uh, we lost so many. Ali Mo, rest in peace, Ali Mo. Yes, sir. I didn't even speak to you about Ali Mo. You One of the greatest. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'll get Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, Al. Uh, I miss him dearly. Mm. You know, shout out to Vicky, his mom. I run into her every now and then. Al, I don't know if you guys know Ali Mo. I know Junior does. But Ali Moe is I've one of the of greatest uh, streetball players ever. So, yeah, we did lose a lot of people, and thank you for that. Appreciate it. So, yeah, I guess yeah, just like that, baby. We'll be back next week. Everybody who's watching, watching, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, put on notifications, follow all of us. Hit up Tony if you want to do DM any business. Him. DM him. At Coach Tony Rosa. And other than that, man, see you next week. Love, peace, yes, all sir. that. Peace. Peace. Wow. That was incredible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>